swing, swing, swing here. Oh, hammer that. Give me some of this over the triple <laughs> block. <laughs> yes. That guy's got to swing no matter where he is. Ace, it's over. Welcome to Over the Top, your all-access view inside BYU Men's Volleyball. I'm Jeremy Jordan alongside Steve Hale. It is MPSF Championship Saturday, baby. Dude, volleyball, volleyball, volleyball. Five matches we've done in the last couple of days. One more tonight, the biggest of the six. It's been Super really excited. fun, man. Oh, so we, fun. Last so, night was a blast. Yeah, we were hired to do the flow volleyball matches, and it was very fun. Three quarterfinals, all went four on Thursday. Two semifinals. All, both sweeps. Yeah. So we got out of there early, and uh, now we have a championship match tonight, 9 Eastern on Flow Volleyball. I you was, you in Pepperdine. I was, like, so worried about Thursday because I thought, man, three matches? Like, I get tired after I know, one. You get grumpy. And grumpy tired. and hangry and all these things. <laughs> I thought, man. You start if, quoting the 70s I'm when like, you're tired. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> if I start snoring, like, you know, I don't know, do something. Like, wake me up. Yeah, I was scared that I was going to have enough gas in the tank to do all three. And you but didn't. It, it, okay. it got I cra- probably no, did it. You carried me more than normal. <laughs> yeah. Just climb aboard. You've Let's got go. a strong back. That's all I'm saying. Here's the show lineup. MPSF awards are out, which BYU players got some awards. We'll discuss what happened in this unique 2021 MPSF tournament. We'll break down BYU's NCAA tournament chances. Massive upset. Hawaii goes down last night. What that means for BYU and everybody else in the college volleyball landscape. Steve's wow moments of the week, 80s or 90s movie or TV show of the week. And we'll have an extended conversation with BYU men's volleyball coach Sean Olmsted. Let's recap the quarterfinals. So the MPSF tournament, all in Provo. Typically, quarterfinals are at home sites on a Saturday. The next week, they come in and play the semifinal at the top seed. Nope, everybody in Provo. BYU didn't play in the quarters as the regular season champ. So on Thursday, UCLA beat Concordia. Grand Canyon beat USC. Pepperdine beat Stanford. All in four. That was a fun day. It was emotional as well as the final match was Stanford's final match in men's volleyball history. Yeah, that was a tough one for me, and I, I, I like tried to make a joke to John Costi, like I'm not going to cry, and then no joke, I looked over at Rotman, who had an amazing match, and he was tearing up, and he was taking it really hard, and I got emotional like really quick, and I thought, yeah. oh no, don't you dare, like be a man, and I, yeah, it was, it was a hard, a hard Men thing cry, for me. I guess they do, yeah, and I do more than I'd like to admit, but that was a rough one because I really, really like John Costi. It's an amazing program, and it dang well better not end. I know they're still working hard to, to hang on to it, but, man, that's, that's a scary, sad thing. Then Friday in the semifinals yesterday, Pepperdine swept UCLA. Bit of a – not a shocker, but the sweep was. Uh, and then BYU beat Grand Canyon in three as well. Um, and so let's preview the Grand – or recap the Grand Canyon piece of this. Gabby Garcia-Fernandez, four aces in a row in Dude. the first set. And that really set the tone for the whole match. Dude, that – like – I was so worried for BYU going into that because I thought, man, Grand Canyon's scary. They're a Jekyll and Hyde type of a team where you don't know who you're going to get or you can awaken the beast halfway through and they become Hyde. And I'm telling you, Gabby Garcia just took matters into his own hands. He went back there on the service line, down 11 aces from being able to, uh, being able to be the the career ace leader and rattles off four in a row. And we just kept looking at each other. He's down to 10. He's down to nine. He's down to eight. He's seven. It's crazy. That was the funnest thing ever. And the whole ace man and all that stuff that was going on. That was, that was crazy. So there's a dude who puts signs up for each ace, like laminated. He tapes it on the edge of the upper deck, right? 
So he just kept going, and we joked, is Kinko's open? Like, how many right. does he how have? How does he have in his backpack Is BYU going to get 20? <laughs> you know, those, BYU ended up getting eight aces. It was, yeah, it was a notable a serving night. Gabby Garcia-Fernandez had 12 kills at 417. Davide Gardini had eight kills, only one error. Zach Eschenberg, 10 kills. By the way, uh, the two middle blockers, Mickey Alhianen and Felipe Brito Fejera, 10 for 13 with no errors in the middle. They were nearly perfect. Yeah, and BYU passed so well last night. And it wasn't like Grand Canyon wasn't putting pressure on them. They were serving really tough, but BYU passed so good, they were able to run anything they wanted, and they spread that offense out really well last night, I thought. Okay, let's talk about what's going to happen tonight, which is BYU versus Pepperdine for the championship of the MPSF and an automatic berth to the NCAA tournament. BYU was 4-0 in the regular season against Pep. In Provo, there was a 25-6 to set, which was super weird. But then the other sets were all decided by two, do sets, very tight. In Malibu, BYU won handily, plus 15 and plus 20. So which version of BYU is going to show up tonight? Because, yes, the Cougars were 4-0. They say it's hard to beat a team three times. Well, how about five times? Yeah. Because Pepperdine is a serious threat to BYU tonight, although the Cougars are favored. Yeah, and that's the thing. I, you know, On paper, yeah, this is a no-brainer, but it, it's never like that, especially with rally scoring where – you can be better than a team and they can just stay close just because the scores just keep going up and up and up on every serve. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely, uh, you know, you got to punch your own ticket tonight for sure. Okay, massive upset as we mentioned last night. Hawaii on its home court lost to UC San Diego in the semifinals of the Big West Tournament. Hawaii was previously undefeated, 15-0. and That means of the seven tickets for the NCAA Tournament, Five are auto bids. Belmont Abbey has one. The other four will be decided tonight. There are two at-large. Hawaii has essentially Locked punched an at-large. Right. So we know Belmont Abbey and Hawaii. There's only one other at-large. And it's going to go to BYU, in my opinion, if BYU loses tonight. But Lewis only has two losses out in the MIVA. They will make an argument as well for that. But right. I do think that BYU is in after last night. But it does make you a little nervous. And the Cougars should take care of business at home on its home court. Yeah, again, they should punch their own ticket tonight. However, as you said, they don't have as good a record as Lewis. I feel bad Just by for, one loss difference. Right, just one loss. But yep. again, you got to look at the, the schedule and everything, the right. strength of. MPSF stronger than the mid. Yeah, and there's that. I feel bad for teams like Pepperdine or especially UCLA who are thinking, man, because they only got to travel most of their guys. They Four well, were they four starters? Yeah, they, four. Well, four of the top eight in the rotation. Right, three starters. Yeah, couldn't even make the trip because of uh, COVID protocol. So they were hoping, you know, hey, maybe the committee will be where. Well, it doesn't matter anymore. I think UCLA is out. It doesn't matter because there's only one at-large bid left. I, that thing. I mean, UC San Diego has never been uh, a USC. Uh, you know, Santa Barbara even. The fact that they beat, they hadn't lost one time in two years. Maybe the biggest win in program history. Uh, totally the biggest win. I mean, if they could somehow pull out another one tonight and win They're their in. conference, yeah, then it doesn't matter. Then that's both of them are are gone. Because, well, I guess I shouldn't say both of them are gone. But, yeah, that's all of a sudden. I mean, San Diego, I'm blown away yeah. by how well they played last night. So chaos. Kind of love it. I think BYU's in, but we'll see. MPSF Awards came out Wednesday. Gabby Garcia-Fernandez, the player of the year in back-to-back years. He's just the second Cougar to ever repeat. Mm. And the fifth player ever. So that's pretty notable. That was a no-brainer. Yeah. Also on the first team with Gabby Garcia-Fernandez from BYU, Davide Gardini, Will Stanley on the second team, Felipe Gibrito-Fejeda, and Zach Eschenberg, honorable mention for Mickey Yauhiainen. And so six of the seven, just Mitchell Worthington not mentioned there. 
pretty notable for the uh, number one team or number two team in the country and uh, the regular season champs. We'll see if they're the tourney champs tonight. Yeah, that's going to be a fun one. I'm excited. I uh, a lot of volleyball this last weekend, but uh, the biggest of them all is tonight. So I'm excited for that one. All right, it's time for Steve's Wow Moments of the Week. This is Steve's Moments of the Week. Uh, A couple of them. Obviously, uh, UC San Diego upsetting number one Hawaii last night. I'm still reeling from that, trying to to catch up. And then uh, BYU coming out and and Gabby, four aces in a row, the way they played last night. That was a a definite wow moment. That was Steve's Moments of the Week. Okay, coming up, an extended conversation with BYU head coach Sean Olmstead on the tournament title match tonight with Pepperdine and then the NCAA tournament seeding coming up tomorrow as Over the Top continues on BYU Radio. Welcome back to Over the Top. I'm Jerem Jordan with Steve Ale. Let's bring in Sean Olmstead for an extended two-segment conversation here on MPSF Tournament Title Saturday. The head coach of the BYU Cougars is on the show. Sean, first off, congratulations on getting to the championship match. Thank you. Thank you. Pretty exciting and uh, even more exciting that we get to uh, listen to each other for two segments. This is, this is a great Saturday. <laughs> listen, we've hoped for it all year. Here it is uh, today. So let's talk about the Grand Canyon game. A 19-point win, although that third set was close, went to extras back and forth. Both teams had a shot at that particular set. Uh, this was a team that gave BYU fits during the season despite winning four of five. There were some really tight matches. This is one of the three losses, and so that was a good win. Yeah, it was a great win. I mean, if you go back to what was that, um, you guys would recall maybe uh, week two in the season. I think it was when they were here. And uh, every one of those sets, sets, I think, went overtime. And then the one goes five sets. And uh, we call four challenges, five challenges, maybe. Yeah, you won that fifth set, by the way. You did that. You. (laughs) And, uh, And then we go down there and we... I think we either tied or set a record for, you know, going into 45-43 the first night. And so they're a tough team, a, a team with a really, really bright future with those guys, those young guys that can really get after it. And uh, I told him that last night at the press conference, uh, their coach, I was like, man, that's, that's going to be a scary team down the road. Really, really a lot of good pieces. You end up winning this, and uh, Gabby Garcia-Fernandez sets the tone in the first set. He goes on one of those tears, right? Um, Four aces in a row. That really set the tone and got you an 11-point win in the first set. Yeah, I mean, definitely set the tone. And kind of how we discussed last night, I think, you know, looking back, it was maybe a few too many service errors for our liking. But in that situation, we'll take those errors. Um, And that's kind of how we look at it. We we believe that we've got to serve aggressive enough to to have errors that we're going to be okay with errors. And it was it was funny through two sets. My assistant leans over to me and goes, "Hey, we're at this many service errors." And I think just that that run by Gabby kind of just masked up uh, the rest of it. Right. <laughs> so we weren't mm-hmm. looking we weren't looking at errors, and we weren't worrying too much about it from there from there on. I don't think anybody was looking at errors at that point. It was like the. <laughs> You know, the gauntlet had been thrown down and everybody, for sure, on the Grand Canyon side of the net, they were just in the back seat, just kind of reeling, trying to, you know, get their composure back. And I'll tell you what, when they first came to town and they played you guys and they played the number two team in the in the country as strong as they did, I thought, well, who are these guys? And I was 
thinking, my gosh, these guys are going to be really, really good this year. I was shocked by their by their record uh, in dropping a match to to uh, Stanford. They, um, they were pretty chalky. Like they would lose to the top three, but beat the bottom three. Like weird yeah. stuff. Yeah. Place. And and I was I'm not going to lie to you. I was a little worried about last night. I thought, man. If Grand Canyon comes out on fire, like I wonder how it's going to go, and and what's and then you guys came out, and I'm not kidding, you guys were on a mission. Like you, I could look in your in the eyes of your players on the court, and I thought, oh man, I don't want to, I wouldn't want to be across the net from those guys right now. Like they were ready to roll, and they they did, they rolled right over the top. It was awesome. Yeah, those are you know those to be honest, those are kind of the tougher matches to be. You, you I looked at the UCLA Pep semifinal. And here's the thing is, okay, you know, we know what we're going to get. You know what you're going to get. Does that make sense? Yeah. We kind of know what we're going to get. And with Grand Canyon, I was a lot more concerned about our match than those other matches. You know UCLA, you know Pep, but you just have this team that Grand Canyon has the the ability to kind of turn on the afterburner. And, you know, but, but has, uh, you know, we've seen that they can get into, you know, get into a little funk and kind of hurt themselves at times. But if they can get going. They're going to get going. And uh, but our guys, you know, credit to the guys. Uh, definitely. They from the from the opening right off the right off the bat, you could see it. You could really see it. The physicality from the guys serves their tosses. They were really, really willing to uh, to get after it and, and get the ball in play very aggressively, assertively. So they they did come out like that. And uh, on a side note, I always tell you guys how many comments I get on the entertainment of your of your show, but when Gabby served that fourth ace and the ace man, the Kinkos, he didn't bring enough sign. <laughs> I, guys, I, I, I saw that last night and I started laughing. I was dying. So I, I, I have to say that as a side note, that was one of the best back and forth. I think it was hide your wife, hide your, hide your kids. And then the ace man's going to need to go to Kinkos in the, in the middle between sets two and three or something like that. So. Yeah. It, I mean, that was such an incredible uh, stretch for Gabby Garcia for Fernandez and the crowd, which, by the way, 700-ish fans in there, it felt, I mean, it, the scales are starting oh. to tip towards what it used to be, right? Right. And, and next year, we're going to have no mass, and everyone's going to be in there. It's going to be great. But but that felt closer to what it used to be, and it felt it felt pretty good. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to keep my mouth shut legally and responsibly about what I believed was going on there, and I... I did get a text at about 11 o'clock last night from Attorney General Reyes telling me, go get them. What a great job. So fun to see fans. But yeah, uh, oh, that's that, cool. that was that that was loud. That was crazy. That was that was loud, man. It was way louder than 700 people. It was if crazy. You're telling me there's 700 people in there. Gosh, they felt like that, that, that felt like a good two, two to three thousand right. in terms of the energy, the energy. Yeah. Great sort of showing and release there. By the way, we should mention you are at your daughter's soccer game. Which you're, you're a good dad. Sorry. No, no, no. Yeah. If you feel like you need to encourage her or coach her during this interview, feel free to get, hey, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> use your left foot. Yeah, that's yeah, right. That's totally acceptable. <laughs> yeah. To no. stay, are, are you, <laughs> you're not a soccer coach, you're a volleyball coach, but are you a, not right now. Are you a sports coach? Like, do you coach your kids athletically in the same way you no, coach BYU? I'm, I don't. I stay so far out of it, you know? I've <laughs> you don't so jump many, in the huddle and just so many, push the coach out of the way and start telling those kids? No, no, no. I let these kids just have fun. I mean, that's all it's about. And I see so many times I've, I've almost seen a couple fights out here and it's just like, what, what, what's going on? Come on now. Come on now. 
Yeah. I don't say a word. My son's playing in a volleyball tournament up in Heber. My wife's there. I'm, I have duty here because I'm going to be heading in the office right now. But, uh, that's you know, awesome. I just let these kids enjoy it. And I love just telling them how much I enjoy watching them play. I think that's all that matters right now at this age. Have you yeah, tried cool. to challenge any of the calls on the field? <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> that green card out. Yeah, you, you're like, I've got card, a card. The, the uh, challenge card. Cameras, yep. dang you it. still got a couple from last night, I think. Dang it. Yeah, well, I do. Uh, I let's, do. Let's talk about the MPSF awards that came out as well. We'll preview the uh, Pepperdine match coming up in the next segment. But Gabby Garcia Fernandez wins MPSF Player of the Year back to back years winning that award. That's an incredible accomplishment. Only a handful full of players have ever done that in MPS hif- history. And he's just the second BYU player to ever repeat. Taylor Sander was the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, those are, I was super happy for the guys. And we tell them, we talk to these guys all the time about you know, awards and, and, uh, you know, I don't think that's ever their goal. We discuss it enough, but we look at those things as, uh, Hey, if we put ourselves in a good position, uh, every season year in and year out, you know, things are going to come our way and you can't deny that awards are, uh, are awesome and, and a great recognition for these guys individually, but we look at them more as team awards and, uh, we discuss that. And I guys, I, I believe the guys really do feel that, you know, that without the rest of their team, they're not, you know, nothing's going to be accomplished. And so, and it's hard with those things in the MPSF because there's so few opportunities for awards. I think I look at guys like Eschenberg. I think he's a first team MPSFer, right. but they're not going to, they can't put everybody in the first team MPSF. He's forgotten you know? again. And, Dang it. And Second on team, and on, you know, I think yeah. it's Lipe too. I mean, he should be in the first team all MPSF, but it's just kind of the way things are. You understand it, but um, uh, a cool recognition that almost the entire group was somewhere on that list of yeah. uh, all-conference honors. Yeah, six of the seven made it, which was uh, pretty special. Okay, as we go to break and stay with us, Sean Olmstead will preview the Pepperdine Championship matchup coming up after the break. Today's trivia question, when was BYU's last national championship? The answer after this timeout. When was BYU's last national championship in men's volleyball? The answer, 2004. Head coach Sean Olmstead was the starting libero on that squad. The Cougars hoping to end the 17-year drought here in 2021 with one. But first, they have to take on Pepperdine tonight in the MPSF championship match. So, Sean, tell us the makings of a national championship team because you've certainly had several that could have won it and were close. You were on the last one to win it. Um, what does this team have that is national championship caliber that perhaps they could uh, do it this year? Yeah, you know, I think uh, a few of the most important things are the group and 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 the entire group understanding and being, uh, you know, partaking in their roles individually. And that's what you need on those great teams. You've got to have the guys that are going to be on the court night in and night out. They understand their role. And you've got to have the the, the other guys that are working just as hard in the gym every single day ready to come off the bench that they also understand their role and we the teams that I was a part of that that always won we really had a great sense of that and and I feel that I do feel that with this group this year you know when we get out in practice these guys have kind of some cheers they call themselves the south side and they you know they push our first team guys our our first string guys and so you know understanding your role and and then like Marv Dunphy always says, you know, the fact that we're playing Pepperdine tonight, we can use a, a few of his quotes and thoughts is, 
you've got to have the horses, you know, and, and we, we've got some guys that we can get on the service line that can be aggressive, be physical, that can finish long rallies, kill, kill high balls. That's what it comes down to at this level with the guys serving so tough. You're going to need to have some arms that can really terminate rallies and uh, terminate uh, those high ball situations. And, uh, you know, we we're fortunate. We have a few of those guys. So it's it's going to be a, a, a fun, fun night tonight and, and hopefully beyond tonight, too. Absolutely. Selection Sunday coming up tomorrow. We'll see what happens. I feel like BYU is in regardless, but the task at hand is Pepperdine tonight, so let's break that down. You were 4-0 in the regular season against the Waves. In Provo, there were six deuce sets out of the seven sets played. In Malibu, you won more handily, plus 15 and plus 20. So you know it's going to be tough, and they're playing great ball right now. So what do you feel uh, uh, the matchup will be like tonight? Yeah, I think think it's... uh going to be very tough you know I, I look at Pepperdine and that's a really what Marv always did again to mention Marv is he always had an outstanding team culture sorry some kid almost did. scored a goal by that uh, <laughs> it wasn't my daughter it wasn't but it wasn't daughter. your daughter dang it <laughs> no dang it that was get almost it. a no, goal wow pick it up I Come know on. right no. get in there <laughs> um no they just here's what that team does is they're just going to chip away they're just going to they're not going to go away and they're just going to play good, solid, consistent volleyball. And um, they're going to make good touches. They're going to be, they're going to play, at, you know, for the most part, really low air volleyball. That's their style. So they're, 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 they're not going to produce too many highlight reels, you know. And they're just going to play together as a group. They've got some undersized outside hitters that understand their role. Their role isn't to uh, try to kill every single set. Their role is to just, hey, keep the ball in play. You know, we're going to rely on our defense. They're blocking. They've got one of the, they've probably got the best blocker in the country in Wilmot. And so they're going to put their, their faith in that. And they're going to just play a very few errors style volleyball that can get at you, can wear you down and can frustrate you. And so when we, when we played here and do sets, you know, they, they did that and we were able to come out in the end on a couple of those. But when we went to Pepperdine, our guys were really, really feeling well. And the, all, all cylinders were firing away, and, and we had those victories there. But I expect a lot closer match tonight, you know, considering the, the makeup of it and the stage, you know, that it's a chance for these guys, Pepperdine, to lock in uh, a trip to the finals and, and us as well. So nothing's given from here on out, and, and we have to look at it like we're going to win this. we got to win this championship. It's in Provo. I mean, come on. It's a, right. it's a great, great opportunity to be here. 9 Eastern time on Flow Volleyball. Steve and I will be on the call on that one. It's been fun to have the tournament all in Provo this year, uh, the quarterfinals as well. It's been a fun environment. Now it comes down to BYU and Pepperdine. And last night we saw a massive shakeup in what's going to happen in the NCAA tournament selection um, tomorrow because Hawaii was upset first loss of the year. You see San Diego goes in and, and wins, and so Hawaii will be an at-large. You can, I mean, that's as much of a lock as yeah, there is. Right. So there's going to be one other at-large out there for somebody. And like you said, Sean, you're hoping to just get the auto bid. But if, but if you don't, I, I feel confident the BYU is going to get in. But the task at hand is win tonight, and then we'll see how it shakes out. Because Lewis is feeling like, hey, we ought to be in as well. So tonight's really, really big in the sport. Oh, yeah. I mean, with that, with that um, result last night, that, in reality, that changes a lot of things. Because <laughs> it, it, it puts it into... Hey, you know, the Big West is likely going to we, we can almost lock that down that they're going to have two teams into that national right. tournament. So you you just can't 
you can't put things at the hand, the hands of, uh, you know, people that are not volleyball coaches that look, they, they, they do their best, but it's still a committee that's going to close the door and they're going to kind of grind away and you're going to have, you know, feelings one way or the other, uh, as to who deserves to, to be in that position for an at large. So anything can happen. And we just, we, you've got to take care of business. You don't leave it. You don't leave it in the hands of anybody else. And it's, uh, you know, it's like a, it's like a good boxing match or MMA fight that I'm a, a huge fan of. You, if you leave it to the judges, it can go either way. Right. So uh, we've got to take care of our own for sure. Okay, well, good luck tonight. It's a big one. Again, 9 Eastern on Flow Volleyball, BYU and Pepperdine. Sean, we appreciate the time. Has, uh, has your kid scored yet? No, she hasn't. Gosh dang it. I, I got to get maybe off this call, and I got to I gotta get off. I was going to say. Maybe she's setting up, setting up her I got teammates. a dreamer. I got to take care of business <laughs> over right. here. I got to get in coach, coach form and get yeah, out. Yeah, no donuts right for you after the game if you don't get in there and score. <laughs> no, no Twinkies at Capri Sun, dang it. That's right. Sean, thanks, man. All right, thanks, thanks, man. Look forward to seeing you. Bye-bye. Okay. Yeah, that's Sean Olmstead, BYU men's volleyball coach. Big one tonight, Steve, as we mentioned, and he, he really described what Pepperdine volleyball is. They chip away, good, solid, consistent volleyball, low-air volleyball, perhaps the best blocker in the nation in Wilmot. So, well, three it's, liberos it's, passing. Yes. You know. Two former liberos are playing outside hitter. Right. So when BYU serves, there are three players that are excellent passers. And that means Pepperdine can run whatever they want on offense. So that's the thing. So, yeah, there's a couple things about that. One, BYU has a lot of guys that can bring a lot of heat on their serves and get teams in trouble. When you've got three liberals passing, he met Scott or uh, Sean mentioned they can frustrate you because they pass so well. Their ball control is so good. So that's something that we got to think about. You know, uh, Gabby might not get any aces or anybody else. They might stay in system more than other teams would. There's that aspect also, as he mentioned, Wilmot, probably the best middle blocker still. I'm shocked that he wasn't first team. Uh, he is an incredible 7-1 wingspan, a great middle blocker, huge offensively, puts up numbers like an outside hitter would. Now, they can stay in system really well because of the passing. So, yeah, there's some things there that, uh, you know, this is not a lock for BYU, for sure. Yeah, I do feel like if BYU loses tonight, that the Cougars will be the other at-large. They dang but well should be. But there is an argument for Lewis as well. Right. I just don't think it's as strong as BYU. And as you mentioned, it's it's a committee decision, and they might just go away. And, and John said, way. these aren't coaches. Right. These aren't guys that are necessarily going to be or, in his Or corner. ladies, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, guys or girls. Yeah, I always say guys like for everybody. But yeah. There you go. Anywho, I, yeah, these guys, they got to punch their own ticket. You don't want to leave Do that tonight. in the hands of anybody else. Yep. Okay, let's finish with the 80s or 90s TV show or movie of the week. You're going off the grid today. A little bit. I, I can't help it because I've been watching this movie a lot, and it's like a family favorite. I know it's one of yours as well as Hot Rod. I oh, know it was it. 2007 is when it came out, but it's all about the 80s. The whole thing, <laughs> the, the hair, the clothing. Cool beans! Oh, my cool, cool beans. Cool. Yeah, so great. So great. Whiskey. Why are you saying it like that? Why am I saying what? What way? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Such an incredible movie. I know movie. you don't party. I know for a fact. You know, but it's so quotable. I, I love it. I also like to party. No, yes. you don't party. I party. I'm, no, I'm Rod. Gosh, yeah. Okay, Gotta that, go to my quiet place. That'll do it for us. We have a couple more weeks of the show. We're excited about that. Stay with us every Saturday through May 15th. 2.30 Eastern here on BYU Radio, on demand on the BYU Radio app as well. For Sean Olmstead, Steve Vale, and our crew, I'm Jerem Jordan. You've just gone over the top. <laughs>